0: Yeah, I think
1: good morning, Kansas City day three of the NFL draft. Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco, Trey Smith, LeJarious Sneed. These are the types of names that the Chiefs have found on day three of the draft. In the last three years starters are out there five picks remaining for the kansas city chiefs today and there is still work to be done we're happy to have you with us i am nick Schwartz, jay binkley chris unocero this is the character concerns crew we got three more hours of nfl draft coverage this weekend we'll be with you until noon we're going to talk to felix and Udike uzama's high school coach eric thomas head coach for lee's summit high school I know it feels like the draft is winding down, but based off the Chiefs' success in recent years on day three, I I feel like this is still going to be an exciting day for for Chiefs fans because I want to find out who the next diamond in the rough is going to be for this franchise.
0: Well, Nick, day three is when the action happens. You can make an argument, Uh, the best player in NFL history. Well, there's no argument. The best player in NFL history was a sixth-round selection in Tom Brady.
1: Shannon Sharp, a
0: seventh-round selection. This is where the magic happens.
1: Chris, I made a bet yesterday during middays that well, I don't think I made a bet, but I we were joking about, you know, the the cliches. Like when does the draft actually start? And I said, well, they'll, they'll say it on day one. They'll say it on, like, pick three. They'll say, now the draft yeah, actually begins. begins. And I think somebody said yesterday, they're like, Bink will say it yeah. for day three. I know. I heard you guys. Oh, yeah, you 100%. Did? Yeah, okay. I, heard <laughs> you, I heard you guys say it. Said, Bink, Bink's course. got all You've these statistics
2: in. about the third day of the draft. Absolutely. He's like, this is where the draft starts now. Yeah. Well, I was saying it
0: last night. The uh, second and third round, I was like, that's what really begins. Yes,
2: second, third round. That's Today,
0: right. I, I told you, this, today's just the day of fun. Today is the day of fun, the finding the house, money. And house yeah. money. Yeah. Today is house money
2: day for the and, chiefs. And if
0: you're a GM, you got to love today because nothing can really be criticized. If you, if you, you're getting criticized for a fourth through seventh round pick, someone's got issues. I
2: I, I, I will say this. I do think there are some GMs that are going to get criticized for today because they shouldn't be. maybe the last two days, they didn't address all yeah. the needs that they have on their team. And so today they're still trying to look for needs. But if you're in a position of the chiefs, Oh, Today is where you have fun. Today is where you get sexy and you you start getting some of those exotic players that maybe aren't a, a, a 2023 guy, but maybe 2024, 2025, we see that, that fruit bear there.
0: Yeah, if you're a GM and you're getting criticized today, which Chris is probably right, somebody will because they didn't address needs. 100%. But if it's coming down to you not addressing needs rounds four through seven, you got to rewind yourself as a GM. What the hell were you doing during free agency? Like If you're relying on rounds Mm. four through seven to take care of your team, you got an issue. I will say this, though. As Nick said here with with Brett Veach, he's done so much damage on these days. I mean, these are days. The Chiefs have a Super Bowl trophy, their third Lombardi, because of the late rounds, because of
1: four rookies, Playing and I get well, their lottery up, tickets. First. And if you keep cashing lottery tickets, you're going to get rich.
0: Well, Isaiah Pacheco, your leading rusher of the team, was selected on day three. Jalen Watson, two important interceptions in the postseason, seventh round pick. That was, again, world champions helped it. It was a cog in the wheel to the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl, was what was done on the seventh round in the year before. Trey Smith starting, sixth round pick. So you look around this roster and you're thinking, man, his last this last day of the draft has really helped the Chiefs develop that, that world championship
1: swag. So we've got a couple hours here before day three actually officially begins over at Union Station. Now that you guys have had not not a very long night, we were on until eleven o'clock last night. Yeah, so I woke, I woke up an hour and a half ago. I was so. peeling myself out of bed this morning <laughs> as well.
2: i went home and watched the second night. I'm grass. sure you did. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it was like the uh, first night watching the first round yeah. again. I'll probably I'll probably watch the second round the thing maybe is
0: today tomorrow. I'll be able to watch most of it. it's only going yeah, until exactly. Noon, so.
1: so, now that you guys have had uh, like uh, just a couple hours to sleep it off to think about it, ain't no uh, sleep at a draft time, Nick. How, well, you got to sleep because that's when you reminisce. Ain't that's no, when no sleep at a draft you, time, uh, Nick. That's when you chew on it. How how are you guys feeling now? Two days in with what the Chiefs have done with their first three picks. I I
2: really like. What they've done thus far, it's. Not, I don't think it is going to be the sexy draft. I think it's. Pro, I think right now, from a, a draft analyst standpoint, I think they're going to get like a maybe a B minus or C plus because I, I, I think there's going to be people looking for a little bit more explosiveness from like a, a receiver pick, um, or maybe they'll they feel like the Chiefs could have addressed uh, could have maybe addressed the, the edge rusher position a little differently. But I I, I think that they've handled this incredibly well. We talked about this last night. The The Chiefs, when they have a need, when they have issues with their roster, they address it very aggressively. They didn't have a lot of pressing needs going into Thursday, but I think they've handled it very well. Uh, I watched a little bit more tape on Wanya Morris last night after uh got back home. Uh, Wanya Morris Looks like a very promising prospect. Uh, they he's sh-
1: powerful, isn't he? I
2: watched a clip of him at, uh, at the Senior Bowl, and uh, he was going to be as Derek Hall, and uh, he owned that kid. I mean, he smashed him. It was it was such a great rep that after he put Derek Hall in dirt, he did the gritty after. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm telling you, like, he, he he's doing work. I, I really like this kid. Um, I think there's a good chance if he really shows some promise that we could be looking at the starting right tackle for 23. So it, it, I, I love this pick. And
0: the thing about Wanya, he played left tackle at Tennessee. Yes. When, when Trey Smith was there, 2019 was the year they really got acclimated and played a lot of football together. But I'll say this too, Nick, when you're your questioning Chris there, I think there's two ways to look at a draft. Either you really like it or you're talking yourself into liking it. Like, where do you fall? You know what I'm saying, Nick? Like, when you see a draft, you're like, man, this draft's a home run. Yeah. Or do you sit here and go do all the research and say, you know What? I like this. I don't know. Your friends like the pick. People in the media, you're turning to 6'10. I hope those guys like the pick. Like, there's two ways to look at a draft. Either you're blown away when it happens, or two, you talk yourself in to look like in the picks. You've done the research, and then you're educated about everything. You go, you know, I really like this draft pick. Or, because that's the thing. Like, I remember when D Ford was taken by the Chiefs. I had to kind of talk myself into why they made the selection because I hated it. Yeah. And so I had to think of the reasons. I All mean, right, here's the reasons. Tomba's going to be going. D-Forward is coming out there. I had to talk myself in. If you have to talk yourself in, just trying to figure out how it's working. Maybe the um, draft picks not as well. Not as good, not as good as first time. Which where do you come in on this? Are you, you talking yourself in? None, none of it's bad but are you talking yourself more into it or are you blown away when it first happened?
1: I think uh, the thing that I'm I'm kind of trying to be consistent on is Not sitting here the day of the draft or the day after the draft and judging it based off the actual like, yeah, I can I can judge it based off the prospects and say, okay is there's a value pick? What do I think of this player going back? What's the fit there? But ultimately, you're looking for you're looking for proof of concept and the proof of concept for the Chiefs is the two Lombardi trophies. But from here, you try, to, you try to ask yourself, what are you trying to do? Not, not how good are these guys going to be. What are you trying to do? We've, we've done, I don't know how many podcasts, how many hours of radio over the last two months. And we knew that there were only a few spots on this team that you really needed to address. You needed to get another edge rusher. You needed to add depth to the wide receiver room. And you needed to bring in another guy for competition on the offensive line. You had three picks and you did that. There were no surprises over the the first two days of the draft for Chiefs fans. There were no, hey, what are you guys thinking here? What's the idea here? No, we know exactly what they did with each of the first three picks. We know the concept behind each. But, like, look at other teams that seems – it seems so simple, but look at some other teams in the NFL. Look at what the Lions did. The Lions went out and drafted a running back 12th overall. They drafted an inside linebacker 18th overall – they drafted a D tackle yesterday from Western Kentucky that probably would be available in round six. If I'm a Lions fan, I'm saying, what are you guys trying to do? I thought we were in the middle of a rebuild. You, you showed great promise last year and year two. And now all of a sudden it feels like you're going in, in a different direction, sure. right? It feels like you're rudderless. The chiefs are moving full steam ahead with what they had last year, and they're just sprinkling in some new pieces that they think can infuse this roster with talent. It is very obvious what the Chiefs are trying to do, so it's really hard to knock them.
2: Yeah,
0: I like this draft for the Chiefs. The one thing is they're hitting what their needs are, but here's the thing, you got to trust them. Do you think that last year were people that enamored? Because I remember, I remember, you with know, the people, oh, I hate this. You don't hate, why hate anything until you see what happens? Because remember last year? People weren't going nuts over Joshua Williams, yeah. Jalen Watson, and Isaiah Pacheco, his 3.7 yards of carry at Rutgers. In the seventh round, they're going, okay, well, because he didn't have very explosive games at mm-hmm. Rutgers. He didn't have those standout games. You're trying to talk, okay, I don't understand this pick, and Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams, and Nazi Johnson, I don't understand this. And then you say, well, I hate the draft. And then it turns out to be a good draft. The one thing about these, I, I think at the end of this year, you'll look back at it and say, Chiefs got some players. Like, the Chiefs got guys that will help them in the future. I get it, but it's always tough to look at a draft class. Oh, I hate it. Why do you hate it? Let it play out. Let it see how they actually do. Because, again, last year in this town, there probably wasn't a million people that looked at it and said, man, I love this draft class. But yet that draft class, nine out of the ten players played in games last year and contributed for the Chiefs. All ten are still on the roster. But how many people after draft last year, when you got to the later rounds like, Really loved the draft, but it turned out to be damn good.
2: Well, I mean, I think we're talking about, like, day three. Most people don't know who the hell these guys are. No. So there's not like a you – know, like. That's my point. But, but that's the thing, though, is, like, so I don't think there's usually very many opinions about that. I think most draft classes are really kind of judged by what you do in the first couple rounds. And if there isn't that impact player there in the first couple rounds, or at least a guy – that fans are able to at least convince themselves that they like. Like,
1: how does he fit?
2: Yeah. I think there, it's like, okay, well, this is a failure. Like, I I, I honestly think, like, you look at the Lions. Thursday, they did terrible. <laughs> they reached on two players they probably could have gotten the second round. We think
0: they have, but it's yeah. no, there's no proof. Here's, I, here's I, the think, I think
2: gi- they reached on those
1: here's
0: guys. Here's the one thing about draft classes: It is... It is so ridiculous to grade them, you know, when you'll see all the grades. But I can, know, grade up 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 and, I can grade yeah, no, you off no, position. No, I can grade you off concept. Right, I, right, I yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I know, but
0: when you look at it and all these these teams, like just like oh, I told you, K, Mahomes getting C minuses and stuff like that when he was drafted. The draft is the toughest thing to label. Give a team an F or a D minus, whatever, until you see what happens. Now the next year, that's fine. It's fine to go back and say, man, they sucked in that draft. I don't think it's fair to say it before it actually. I think
2: it's fair. I think it's fair to say that. I mean, I I think think it's. I think it's very. I think it's an
1: uneducated opinion by by people. I think. I I, I think it's such a to Chris's point. To Chris's point, Jameer Gibbs could be a star. Yeah. And it still was a bad value pick for the right. Lions. Exactly, like he it, could be a star. Christian McCaffrey was a star. Unless he helps them go to the playoffs and wrong. win, because Christian McCaffrey is as good as a running back could have ever been in Carolina. And what did it lead to for them? Nothing. Nothing. I, they got if you nothing look at the top, if
2: you look at the top ten running backs in terms of total rushing yards last season, four of them were first round picks. Four of them were second round picks, and then two of those guys were, th- were rounds three and then round five. Yeah, so you point. don't need to draft yeah. that position in the first round. I get that's it. a position that you can get value at. Linebacker. Yeah, but even if they help you, it's still no. not worth a first round pick. No. If they help you get a Super no, no, Bowl, no, no, no. it was worth it. But that's, a running back's not going to help you get a Super you Bowl. They're that. not going to be the main feature you of that. I do, because team. <laughs> what teams What teams are winning it with running the football in 2023? What teams are doing I don't care about no damn Super Bowl MVPs. When was the last time? Yeah, was the last time that a team that was all about running the football that featured one single back was able to win the Super Bowl? I'm just saying
0: it could happen. Here's what I'm talking about, right here. This, This is why this is sometimes this is stupid. And ignorant by people that make grades. Are you Patrick? calling us stupid
1: and angry? No,
0: not you guys. I'm talking the, the general consensus that does <laughs> it. Oh. Everyone but us.
2: Everyone two, but us.
0: 2017. Here's one from USA Today. C- for the Chiefs. Calling Mahomes a project is a major understatement. He's nowhere near ready to play in the NFL. And honestly, he may never be. Between his inconsistent accuracy due to poor mechanics, his tendency to bail from clean pockets, and his lack of field vision, he's going to leave as many big plays on the field as he creates. This is a risky pick. It's this kind of crap that I'm talking about. I feel like we
1: may have stumbled upon something. We we, we hit a sore (laughs) spot there. Hey, we got plenty of time to to hash this out. We're going to talk to Felix and Yudike Uzama's high school coach, Eric Thomas, coming up at 10 o'clock. We're going to give you some names to look out for. Right. You may not know a lot of these guys that are going to be available on day three. That's what we're here for. And also, one common thread that ties together the three picks the Chiefs have made so far in the 2023 NFL Draft. You're listening to Character Concerns on 610 Sports Radio.
3: This is an NFL Draft special with the Character Concerns podcast crew. Subscribe and download today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 610 Sports Radio.
1: Day three of the NFL Draft will start at 11 a.m. I am Nick Schwert, Chris Inocera, Jay Binkley. This is Character Concerns with your 2023 NFL Draft coverage. We are going till noon at 10 o'clock. We're going to talk to the high school coach of Felix UDK Uzama, Eric Thomas. Lee Summit High School.
0: Let me say this guy, this guy is one of the better coaches that I've ever been around. I mean, he's so intense. And you got to remember something. He's churning out NFL players, Eric Thomas. Right, yeah. Got Drew Locke playing in the National Football League. Now he's got his own guy, Felix. He's got a great story. Like, Felix, he almost walked away from football. He almost went to Missouri to J-School.
2: He almost did the same thing I did. I initially went to Missouri before, just go for journalism. <laughs> but
0: here's the thing about him. And this is something I brought up to Chris Kleiman. The Kansas State coach joined us yesterday when I was with Dot. And we asked him about a story. and Because Felix mentioned this at his Chiefs press conference the other day. And I think when we look back at football in history, especially during the pandemic, you either went one of two directions with it, right? You're like, yeah, no, I don't want to play anymore. Or you went to work and you went to the lab. Like he couldn't go to the gym. It was closed. Remember none of that. He couldn't go up to school and work out. Couldn't go up anywhere. You know what he did? Converted a gym in his house. He goes to town, adds the weight. The pandemic helped him become a better player. Not only that, the pandemic that gave all these guys extra years. Yeah. You're starting to see the fruits of the labor with some of these guys that are five-year guys that are drafted in the NFL They got that extra year development because of the pandemic. And I think we look back and it will say, okay, who did it help? Who did it hurt? But Felix started gaining weight and really gained uh, from the pandemic. But his story is a great story about not quitting. When Bowling Green and North Dakota State the only two people throw an offer at you, and then you keep fighting and working in the connections between Lee Summit and Kansas State – and, and also North Dakota State because he got an yep. offer because Lee Summit for some reason
1: North Dakota State recruits a lot of their players. Yeah, so we're going to talk more about we're going to talk more about Felix and some of the things he has in common with the other two guys that the Chiefs selected yesterday: Rasheed Rice out of SMU and Wanya e. Morris out of Oklahoma. I think there is one commonality that they all three share, but it's day three of the NFL Draft, and this is when the names are a little less familiar for I, I think the common Chiefs fan. Like you're not. Going through and watching AAC, NFL draft prospects and trying to break down these guys, but that's why, that's why we're here.
0: It, it's hit or miss though, Nick, because a lot of times the guys you've heard about, like Stetson Bennett and some of these guys, like, oh, I remember this guy, the Georgia quarterback. So mm-hmm. I call this is why I call this the fun day.
1: This is the fun. This is when the draft officially no, it happened last I will say this no, it s- happened last night Today I, it- I will say one thing uh from the text line if you want to join the show you can do so nine one three five eight six seven six ten from the nine one three is the receiver rice that much better than Cornell Powell could be the <laughs> same player uh, just, <laughs> uh, okay so <laughs> they it's the
0: okay, so <laughs> let me tell you
1: let me tell you all the things that those two guys have in common they are both six one they are both about 200 pounds that's it that's it they're Americans
4: they are, are American, both American yeah. citizens.
1: As far as I know, they both went to college um, athletically. They did go to college. Yeah. And their athletic profiles couldn't be uh, farther. I mean, Rasheed Rice is five times the athlete that Cornell power. Hey, let me
0: throw this out there too. he led the nation in yards per game, receiving the only receiver in America over 110 yards reception or uh, receiving yards. He was third in the nation in receiving yards. Cornell Powell never
1: never.
2: The, the texter marks. didn't even spell Cornell Powell's name right. But he is uh, on the practice squad. It could, now he's on the
1: a, it could have been a voice to text. So I'll give him a pass know. on the no. spelling. No. Who spells Cornell with a K? I don't know. Man, Rasheed Rice don't not going to college
2: doesn't even spell it with a K. Good point. Good point.
1: Uh, and by the way, Rasheed Rice also led all receivers at the combine uh, with a 41-inch vert. So you're talking about the most explosive receiver that tested well, at the NFL combine. With, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton. Okay. Give him his respect. Well, Bryce Ford Wheaton might not hear his name called today. What if he does here? But it's a great great transition? Oh, if if he were to get drafted. Great great transition because I want uh, the three of us to kind of maybe prime the pump a little bit for some of these names that we could hear the Chiefs call. The Chiefs have five picks. Their first one is going to be the 32nd pick of the third round. Chris, remind me again, how many... How many minutes does each team get? It's five
2: up until the seventh round. Then it's seven. It's four. It's four, four minutes for the seventh so
1: round. So we, I guess maybe we could hear the Chiefs pick before we get off the air. It'll be close. I mean, yeah, at it'll noon. be it'll be for real the fourth close. Fourth round, if, good it, chance
2: if they trade up for sure. I think we. It depends. I mean, obviously, it depends on how how far. But yeah, there's good chance we could at least towards the very end of the uh, final hour have the Chiefs. Fourth round pick.
0: And the only reason we're not on during the entire third days is Kansas Royals. Kansas Royals. Royals are going to be on, so we got to go to the Royals game and do that. But I'm not moving. I'm sitting here through the entirety of the draft because I'm you don't want to be in the car. No, I'm not going to be in my car. And your phone's blowing up. <laughs> That's dangerous, man. That's dangerous driving when my phone's blowing up on draft picks, <laughs> and I'm and I'm trying to drive down six thirty-five. I'm not causing an accident. I'm not going to be a safety risk to the people of Kansas City I'm going to be responsible <laughs> and do it from here this is this is smart drafting
2: what I'm going to do but I'm not moving oh you're going to you're going to stay here the whole time
0: Damn right! I'm not
2: going anywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out to the draft. Well, let's order a pizza with will Order us a pie. Order uh, pizza. I'm watch gonna, the draft. And I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to. I want to at least experience the draft one day since we were working the last two. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to try to go well, out you can there, experience,
0: and, and go find a place to park. <laughs> oh no,
2: my friend's going to pick me up. We're going to. We're going oh, yeah, park yeah, that's, somewhere.
0: That's he, but, uh, by the way, programming—we you know, will be on Monday night, six to
1: nine. That's to yes. kind of right. up everything. Okay, so guys, who, who are a couple of names that the, we should be watching for here on? Day three let's just start with round four right the chiefs first pick assuming they stand pat 32nd pick of the fourth round is there a particular position or there are there a couple of names that you have circled on your boards that you would love to see the chiefs pick I, I'm, I'm thinking the one guy that i can say okay if he's still out
0: there you gotta go get him i could be talked into a lot of different guys a lot of different positions tight end Zach Coons, six seven ran a four five five at the combine. A guy just project, projecting so well uh, with a lot of teams getting on it, ton of visits, top thirty visits this year. People really like him. That's the position I think I could be talked into. As far as the fourth round, is we just staying and thinking, or Nick Settavieri, the lineman, the tackle out of Old Dominion. Hey, well, it remind again, I'm me again, two it, Old Dominion hey. guys here. What did Old <laughs> Dominion do last year? they three and nine.
2: <laughs> Oh, they're Man, bad. The they were a bad game. team last year. I'm the year. biggest old
1: Dominion fan NFL this factory. This side of the Mississippi.
2: I think now. I think now Bink is going to be watching a lot more Old Dominion football now that they've got players like that coming out of there.
0: Dude, what's <laughs> going on there? What's going on there? That's a hell of a. It's, it's
2: because they're. It's because their former head. Co- their head coach is a former OC for Penn State. I need to
1: get my old Dominion shirt. Do you know Man. the mascot? Do you know the mascot? Old Dominion. <laughs> so the, are they the Lions? The
2: Monarchs.
1: The Monarchs? I think that logo is on They're the Monarchs, yeah. the monarchs? Okay. but they
0: were an FCS team and then made the transition a few years ago to uh, FBS.
1: So, Nick Saldaveri, offensive lineman out of Old Dominion. Or Zach Koons. Either one of them. I really like those two guys. I mean, that's how you build
0: championships. And keep in mind, Saldaveri was, was a combine or a senior bowl like Jim Nagy runs a senior bowl, could not stop talking about this guy. And again, a guy took 15 top 30 visits, meaning this guy's not sleeping around. People know who he is.
1: Chris, any names that
2: you've served? Zach Koontz for sure. Um so I we're think, on the same page. We talked about this last night. We've been talking about it literally for like the last month at least. Koontz is the guy I, I want to be the heir apparent to Travis Kelsey. No relation to Rusty. Not at all. Um, he had or, or Harold. Uh, I believe that he is a the at the premier athlete at that position in this draft class. So I want him. I want him to be the the guy that follows Kelsey. He's not going to be in a rush because he's he's got some work to do. And Kelsey looks like he's still balling out, and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. So uh, this is the perfect pick for me at in the fourth round. If they have to go up and get him, go up and get him. Um, I, I do think, though, after that, I mean, obviously Hunter Loopke. And then, uh, you know, we'll see if they, can, they, they go out and get my guy, and Fajoko. I think the Chiefs are going to get sexy, though, on, uh, on day three. I it, think they're going to take – they might take some unconventional names that we weren't even thinking about.
0: It's funny how in lockstep we are with a lot of these guys. You know, the more we – a lot of my favorite guys are uh, – a lot of Chris's favorite guys, that I know um, Nick's kind of the same way. Xavier Hutchinson, you know, guys like that. Will the Chiefs go running, Bill? The Park Hill, best player in Kansas City, won the Simone Award, goes to Michigan, catches everything. And, again, Andy Reid always goes with the guys that catch. He's very tough, physical, catches everything. Will the Chiefs go receiver? Because Xavier's out there. Bryce Ford Wheaton's out there.
1: Okay, so I want to – before we move on, I want to talk about Zach Koontz a little bit because you guys both mentioned him. And he's an interesting guy because if I just told you, hey, tight end from Old Dominion, you'd say, okay, really? Tight end from Old Dominion? But this guy was a four-star recruit. Started his career at Penn State and just couldn't get on the field. I think he had three catches. I think that was it. Three catches in three years with Penn State. So Dean Will Levis said, peace I mean, out. You, I mean, but, but le- legit high school prospect. 6'7", 255. After two years, he said, okay, I'm not playing. Transfers to Old Dominion. All of a sudden, gets on the field. Missed the final seven games of last year with an ACL tear, but his best year was as a junior 73 catches, 692 yards, five touchdowns. Physically, he is, you're right. He is the most impressive tight end in this draft class. And you can say what you want about the ACL tear, went to the combine and crushed it.
0: The athletic mode do you want in tight ends?
1: So these these are numbers. No, no, I think I would say better than you would expect for a Like it would be unfair to, to want this from a tight end. So him and Rasheed Rice would look good getting yeah, off the so, board. So six seven, two fifty-five. He ran a four five five forty. 40 That's a 1.5-10-yard split. It's just. ridiculous By the way, long way, legs. By the way, that one5 5, 5, 10 yard split, you know, you look at the 10-yard splits, that's explosiveness. That's how fast can you it's get crazy. to your top it's speed? It's crazy fast. Rasheed Rice is
2: 1.5. Which is crazy burst. That's
1: a crazy burst So he's right the there. same. He's the same as as your wide receiver who also 40-inch vert, 10-foot, 8-inch broad jump. Which is one inch shy of Rasheed. Yeah, the same broad jump as Rasheed Rice. Like, this guy is a physical specimen, and he is sitting out there. This is not just your average run-of-the-mill uh-huh. Old Dominion tight end. This guy had a pedigree. And when you look at day four
0: prospects... Old Dominion tight
1: ends. No, I'm just saying, I, <laughs> you know, recruiting rankings do matter, right? Oh, well, they do. That like There's a reason why Philadelphia is just loading up on former five-star recruits that went to Georgia. Yeah, four of them. Last Be- because you can kind of project based off your physical profile. And this guy has the physical profile of a blue chip high school recruit. He just doesn't have that blue chip college program sitting there on his resume, but I mean, if you want to talk about getting sexy, Chris, going out and getting uh, a physical freak at tight end—that I think would qualify as getting sexy. Not yeah. only
0: that, he's a late bloomer; he's starting to fill in. I mean, because he was kind of a, a skinny dude with that six-seven frame, but he's building that frame out. He's looking much different lately.
2: Yeah, I'm. To me, the third day, you're getting guys who are premium athletes that maybe have some skill issues at whatever position they're playing, and the Chiefs trust their ability more than any team I've ever seen to develop talent and coach them up to be a, a sufficient yeah. player in the league. So this is the right time to do it. If I'm looking
1: st- at it. I'm looking at his percentiles, by the way. And it's his crazy. It's crazy. 97th man. percentile wingspan, 93rd percentile, 40 yard dash, 94th percentile, 10 yard shuttle, 88th percentile, uh, or sorry, 10 yard shuttle, and 99th percentile vert. 98th percentile broad jump, 92% three cone. So just like yep. elite yeah. in every and physical him, measurable. He did go to Penn State for three years. He actually graduated from Penn State. He was a
0: graduate transfer when he went to Old Dominion. Do you realize he was first or second in every single category of the combine amongst tight ends? He was either number one or number two,
1: every category. It's like you don't need a tight end to come in and contribute for you day
4: one. No,
2: not at all. He can you sit Travis for, Kelsey. He can sit probably for two, three years maybe, and and, and he'll be just fine. If oh. he's a contributor a couple years from now, you're great. You're oh, happy.
0: One more thing. He won the state championship in high school in the hurdles. That just shows you athleticism. I video. think it's
2: just like looking up his, his yeah. entire. No, ed- what did saying. he do in middle school? How was um, he in middle school basketball? He, he won
0: the science
1: fair. <laughs> he had this volcano. He had that volcano yeah. at a paper mache. Uh, a couple other positions I want to take a look at. Running back. You know, you don't often want to see a team that's competing for Super Bowls spend an early round pick on running back, but we are now on day three. You got five picks left. We don't know if Jarek McKinnon's going to be back. You could use another complimentary piece next to Isaiah Pacheco. Could this be a position the Chiefs target in rounds four or five?
0: I think so, and I think the earlier, the better. There's a guy that uh, obviously everybody knows around here, Deuce Vaughn. Um, limitation maybe in the blocking. He's got to you know find a way to get his body. How much in there does do that it. matter for right, right now? It, because not, not a ton because Darren Sproles, same thing, but find a way to do it. But he's got exceptional hands, and he's extremely elusive. And not only that, you say, what'd you do against the best teams? Well, how about 133 yards against Alabama? That'll play. Catches the ball out of the backfield. And the people, Darren Sproles got a lot of this early on in his career. Again, Darren, best player I've ever seen come out of the Kansas City. But here's the one thing about Darren. Yeah, he's too small to play and all that. But you, as you sit here now, he's sixth all-time in the NFL all-purpose yardage. Sixth all-time. But people doubted Darren Sproles every single you know way from high school. I remember he was in the Little League Dates to move him up because he was so good and so much better than everybody else. But he's sixth all-time in the NFL in all-purpose yardage. Darren or uh, Deuce Vaughn has, has, has surprised people every single step along the way. I would not doubt if he's a good pro. He's talked to the Chiefs. Several times I like Chase Brown at Illinois, and I like your guy Kenny McIntosh.
1: What a dream that would be for every K-State fan. All the the good K-State players get here. In I KC Metro, (laughs) getting Felix.
2: One of my friends is a a K-State fan. He was so happy about FAU getting drafted to the Chiefs, and he was like, uh, Deuce? Deuce? Mm -hmm. I I will say this, though. The Chiefs, if Wanya Morris or Luke Niang or whoever's going to be the right tackle, if they don't get killed, on a regular basis, like Wiley did sometimes, if uh, Jawan Taylor at, at left tackle does a good job to where the Chiefs don't have to have a running back back there to chip as much as they did last year because Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley were kind of liabilities at, there on the, at the tackle spot then that makes the pick for Deuce a little bit – a lot better actually because now you don't have to worry about him sitting back there and trying to just grab onto one of these guys' ankles to stop them from getting to Mahomes. <laughs> now those guys, he can he can sneak out into the flats and he can just catch it and get into space and magic happens there. So I I think part of this is also – how are the, the new additions there at tackle going to work out so that you maybe you don't have to have so many guys there to help out those tackles on the edge?
0: You know, there's ways to scheme around stuff like this, Chris. You're know, like having 12 personnel or 13 personnel. Right. Yeah. Where all of a sudden, if Deuce is back there, you, you bring a tight end. You got motion. a tight end to chip. You have a tight end in an H-back kind of formation where you're you sliding down the line. And so you have the act well, because you've got two tight ends or three tight ends in the game. So if Deuce is in, you find a way to supplement that in the beginning with other blocking. Uh, mechanisms.
1: From the 913, or if you want to join the show, 913-586-7610. Uh from the 816, did the Chiefs lose two draft picks? I thought they had seven draft picks left. No, they have five left because they traded up. The two trades. They actually they actually, they actually got the picks second.
2: back in the in some of their trades. So mm-hmm. they they actually found great value there because usually when you you're moving up, you're not getting picks back except for the swap situation there. But they actually got some picks back. They At one point, they had three six-round picks. So they've been they've been gaining some picks back, and they still have ammunition to move up if they need to. Yeah, the
0: last trade they made was Cincy. Um, they, Cincy traded 92 to the Chiefs for 95 and 217. So they're throwing 217, and they've been throwing these seventh-round picks in there, which is fine. One other
1: position that I've got my eye on is cornerback. But, I mean, they just... Day three is the time. If you feel like you have starters at cornerback, day three is always the time to continue to try and add depth. And when you think about a a Spags corner, there's like one of two profiles, either be super fast or be like a physical specimen, be the Joshua Williams, Legereus Sneed where maybe you don't run a four, three, but you are big, long, lanky, athletic. I can move you all around the field. I can get you involved near the line of scrimmage. There are a couple of guys that I think would be intriguing fits as a corner to add depth. And when you look at this cornerback room, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson were great looking towards the future. I don't know if either one of them, Like I don't know how it's sold the Chiefs are about them long term. There are a couple of names Jalen Jones, Texas St. Anderson, and you and I have both going yep. around. We both Chris. mocked
2: them to the Chiefs uh, on Monday. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, th- I think here in round four or five, another spot to continue to try and add depth to the secondary because in the NFL there's
0: two things wide receivers and the, those that stop them like this has become such a wide receiver cornerback league right obviously quarterbacks as well but it's about wide receivers and it's about the corners you can never have enough good corners in this league I'm with you guys on that I do like um, I do like safety and I would go safety here too Anthony Johnson's a guy that I told you I like a lot because he played corner he started off his corner you could put him in the box to me, that's the most luxurious Sneed pick kind of out here.
2: I think one of the changes we're kind of seeing at the collegiate level anyways is that a lot of safeties are playing a lot more slot corner now, and uh, there's the teams are really kind of moving these guys around in the defensive backfield. Because you don't have free safeties anymore. It's right. All, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams now are running a lot more three safety concepts, and that third safety will – they kind of like switch based on which side to the strong side. And so – basically you're going to have at least two safeties that are going to play in the slot as a, as a corner. So there's a lot of versatility that we're starting to see at the collegiate level in the defensive backfield, and I, I think that's starting to translate over to the NFL now. We obviously see it with the Chiefs, who regularly run three safety fronts on their on their defense. So a lot of interesting changes that we're starting to see, and, and I think in this draft we could kind of see a lot of versatility there with safety and corner.
0: So you, you want more on Jalen Jones, or are you back to your – Travis Hodges Tomlinson, you would, uh, you know, that's my guy. I mean, I I,
2: like, I, I really like Travis Hodges Tomlinson, and I I'm surprised he made it this far. Corey I Trice is out there. Corey Trice is out there too. If they're comfortable with moving, um, McDuffie outside, I'd be all for them getting Travis Hodges Tomlinson. I like that kid. I think he's a great athlete, and the biggest thing he's going to have to do is refine more of his technique and not be the kind of guy who gets sloppy and then gets penalties, which is something that he had an issue with last I mean, he's year. Small, yeah, yeah he's he small. He's kind of tiny.
1: And he's, he's like five he's eight, 170 than, pounds. He's smaller than McDuffie. Yeah,
2: he's little. I mean, McDuffie's like five eleven, and you know he's got three inches on on and Hodges that was Tomlinson.
1: The thought on McDuffie is he's a little undersized. Yeah, he's
2: a little undersized, but he's five eleven. So. But that's the one thing about him—he's like a little bulldog, man. Yeah, like I mean he, he's he got to there.
0: He's relentless. man. He's, he's an he's incredible
2: ever, he's athlete, and I think Hodges Tomlinson is like. He's perfect. Tough. He's perfect as a slot corner in the he
0: league. He plays bigger than he is. I yeah, know, he does. I've heard that a lot. But Tyreek did. He's,
2: too. he's he did. kind of a ball hawking yeah, slot he, corner. He played
0: bigger than who you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And as far as Tyreek played bigger as a wide receiver
1: than he was in demeanor, but this guy is a tough little guy on defense. All right. Coming up next, I want to talk about one common trait between the three players that the Chiefs selected in the first two days of the NFL Draft. We're also going to talk to the head coach of Felix Anudike Uzama, Eric Thomas, coming up at 10 o'clock. This is Character Concerns on 610 Sports Radio.
3: This is an NFL Draft special with the Character Concerns podcast crew. Subscribe and download today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 610 Sports
4: Radio. Especially since you're always growing and changing but deepening your self-awareness is the key to a happier, more fulfilled life. Therapy is all about that process of self-discovery because sometimes you don't know what you really want until you talk things through. BetterHelp offers convenient online therapy on your schedule. It's the same professional service you'd get from an in-person therapist, but with the option to communicate when and how you want by chat, phone, or video call. Plus, getting started is easy. Just go to their site and fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. If you don't find the right match the first time, don't worry. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Start on your own journey of self-discovery with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's Better H-E-L-P dot com slash you first. Hey,
3: it's Josh Klingler. You had a solid retirement dream. Sell your home in a few years, bank the equity, downsize and travel. But inflation and recession has you wondering if all your hard earned equity will still be there. What if you could recession proof your equity right now? You can with Truehold. Truehold will buy your home for its best current value before recession can erode it. You get to bank all the cash now and live in your home for as long as you want. And Truehold covers all property taxes, insurance, repairs, and maintenance. And since Truehold pays your home's current value in cash now, it's yours to do whatever you'd like. Don't wait for inflation, recession, and interest rates to erode your home's value. Visit Truehold.com and discover how much Truehold will buy your home for today based on its best current value, not what's coming. Call 1-855-300-9993 or visit Truehold.com a smarter faster way to cash out your home's value without having to move that's truehold.com
1: the all-new nissan aria is a fully loaded ev it's brimming with
0: style Mm. and power
2: up to 389 horses of it
0: innovation and intelligence
2: e-force all-wheel drive
1: it'll pin you to your seat
2: your very plush seat
1: the all-new all-electric nissan aria Nissan Ari with E-Force expect availability early 2023.
3: E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery. And E-Force only and port with E-Step-Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Get your
2: vehicle ready for spring during Clean Car Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Pro X1 exterior cleaning and detailing products provide professional results and show quality shine for your vehicle. Right now, pick up Pro X1 Snow Foam Car Wash, 2 for just $15. See store for details. Pro X1 exclusively at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts or OReillyAuto.com.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
3: The 610 Sports Radio phone line is brought to you by Underlaw Injury Lawyers. Visit GetJim.com.
2: Hey, it's Travis Kelsey, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. 610 Sports Radio.
1: Coming up here at 10 o'clock, we're going to talk to Eric Thomas, the head coach of Lee's Summit High School football, where he coached. The Chiefs' first-round draft pick, Felix Nudike Uzama. I am Nick Schwert, Chris Osera J. Binkley. This is Character Concerns. Day three of the NFL draft starts in a little over an hour. I want to talk about these first three picks for the Chiefs and something they have in common, guys. Round one, Felix Enyudike Uzama, edge rusher, K-State. Round two, wide receiver out of SMU, Rashi Rice. Round three, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, Wanya Morris. The one commonality that I think we've seen through these first three picks, and we'll see if it continues today, is Brett Veach is valuing athletic traits maybe a little bit more than he is. How ready are you to contribute right now? And I think it makes perfect sense for the spot that the Chiefs are currently in. I don't think there's that there's very many starting jobs up for grabs on this team in 2023. Not to say there won't be open competition, but I think offensive tackle right. Tackle is one of them going into the draft. Offensive tackle was one of them. Edge rusher was one of them. You could maybe argue cornerback, but that's always a fluid situation. There aren't that many starting spots up for grabs, not to say you don't value talent, but you're in a position as a franchise to go after upside to go after potential, and you do that by going after guys who have the physical traits that you could look at and say, okay, what can we project him to be two or three years down the line? That's what these three players all have in common. Like Felix is not the, he's not, he's not Tyree Wilson, right? But those guys don't last to pick 31. Those guys go top 10. But he has like that core strength. He's just well built. He's got good upper body, good arms. Good, like he's got the physical traits that you can look at and say, okay, there's pretty good explosion when you look at his combine numbers. Uh, you know, 124 inch broad jump, that's 91st percentile. He had a six nine four three cone drill, that's 90th percentile. There are some elite physical traits there. Rasheed Rice, we saw the video of him squatting 500 pounds. He's got a 41 inch vertical. Elite physical traits. Wanya Morris. You go, that's all he is. All he is is built on elite physical traits. He had the longest arms of any offensive lineman. Brett Veach is valuing measurables in this draft class so far.
0: It's why Zach Koontz would kind of fit in everything because of this. Does it kind of remind you of the way college programs are good ones? Like Tom Osborne, Nebraska. I mean, he'd bring a guy in, and he projects you to be a certain way. I played high school football. Um with the kid that was a tight end, 6'4", tight end, about 210, 215 at the time. Bill Snyder took him, and he projected him and said, okay, look at that frame. We could put weight. So he ends up 6'4", over 300 pounds, Nick, and he was academic, all Big 12. And he played the National Football League with the Indianapolis Colts. So what I'm saying is here's a frame, and he said, athletically, we can put some weight on this guy and turn him into a certain player. Same way with the Chiefs and Andy Reid. He likes guys that can play all offensive line. Spagnola likes to put guys all over on defense, whether you fit. The versatility thing is what the Chiefs are looking for. And I think what you're talking about with the athletic profile, can you play different positions? Are you in a different mix? Yes. And as far as positions up for grabs, the good news is there's not many, like you said, with the right tackle. But I do think the order of things is up for grabs. Like the order of wide receivers yeah. is debatable. That's one. Of, I think that's kind of one of the top three topics going to the St. Joe. How's the order going to look? Who's going to step up? Who's going to step back? Who's going to be the dude? Is Sky Moore taking the next step? But the wide receiver order, how good Kadarius Tony, Is he really our number one or going to be a number one? But that's kind of the beautiful. That's the interesting thing. But you know make.
1: what's so beautiful about that is you're, you're totally right. But with all of these edge rush, with all of these picks, think about them in terms of how we normally think about rookies, which is all eyes on them. How are they going to perform in year one? Can they be a starter? Can they improve throughout the season? If let's just look at Rasheed Rice as an example. You may have certain expectations for him going into year one, but that spotlight is not going to be shining very bright on Rishi Rice because I would argue going into 2023, I'm more interested in what is Kadarius Tony going to do in year two? What is Sky Moore going to do in year two? Rishi Rice doesn't have all this pressure on him to perform right away. It's more of, okay, what can you do? We don't need you to do anything for this team. There's more pressure on Kadarius, Tony, yep. and Sky more than there is yes, Rasheed he Rice. have
0: more than he does. You're right. 100 That's a beautiful
1: spot to be but in as an what? organization.
0: But next year, that'll shift the Rasheed Rice. Of course. Rice. Of course. But
1: getting that buffer year yeah. is a great thing
2: for rookies. Yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people really, like, I think now we kind of need to be at a point where whenever we talk about receivers at the Chiefs draft, we need to kind of view them as, as recruits going into a college that are more than likely going to have the red shirt for a year because the chiefs kind of need to get them acclimated to their system and get them up to speed on how it's done in the NFL as far as preparation goes, as far as improving their, their footwork, their route running, et cetera. And I think Rasheed Rice is very much in for a red shirt type of year. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you're drafting for 2024 and beyond. You're not drafting for this season. Because you've got already in this situation, they like Tony. They like Sky Moore, MVS is in his second year with the team. You've got some depth now. I mean, you you brought back Justin Watson and whatnot. So I I think they feel pretty comfortable about it. They just need to get a guy that is going to be their future number two style, more physical receiver. And, And so there shouldn't be any expectations placed on Rasheed for this year. If somehow he's able to work his way into the rotation, that's already a win right there. Even if he's not like a big stat guy, if he works his way into the rotation this season, that's a great win for them.
1: Yeah, especially I, I love weeks. that comparison, by the way. Yeah. I love the comparison of like the, looking at the Chiefs as an elite college football program. Like Jalen Carter was not the best player on the Georgia defense his freshman year. Neither was Nolan Smith, but right? I college
0: coaches think they can build you, man. They can turn you into something. But that's kind of what yeah. Kansas City... Exactly. And,
1: and I think maybe like the, the Eagles, to a certain extent, are doing where... It's never going to be about you as a freshman. It's never going to be about Rasheed Rice or Felix and Yudike Uzama as a rookie. You are part of a bigger thing here organizationally. You're part of something much, much bigger. And that's a great spot to be in where I don't need you to be great right away.
2: Yeah, the Chiefs are not one of those teams that's like, we're going to to rush you out there when you're not ready just because you're good. – they're not like one of these like, like lesser power five schools where it's like you get, you get like a four or five star. You're like, oh, we got to put him out there because he's better. He's more talented than whoever we have as a starter. The Chiefs are like, yeah, you're probably really talented, but you're not yeah. quite ready yet. We're going to coach you up, and when you are ready, we'll put you out there. And so they're not afraid to redshirt guys for a year because they trust their ability to gather more talent, and they trust – their process with getting the guy whoever who is at the starter at that position anyways. So there's a good chance that most, if not all these guys don't play much. I think the only guy that I think for sure we can count and say that guy's probably going to be a day one starter is FAU. And that's it.
0: Two best coaches I've ever seen this Tom Osborne and uh, and Bill Snyder. Don't forget you take a guy like Jordy Nelson, doesn't have any offers, right? And he comes in as defensive back and all of a sudden he project, this guy. Let's move him to the receiver. This guy's going to be receiver. And then all of a sudden you see what Jordy Nelson did in the NFL as a receiver. That's the foresight. That's what good elite programs do. They bring a guy in, quote, and sometimes they recruit his athlete, and they say, how many times do college players switch from where these guys played in high school all the time, man? All the time. You're a tight end. Nah, let's put you a tackle. You're building that position. You switch offense to defense. Man, nah, you're a better corner than you are a receiver. But it's those teams that excel in college football, the ones that can see your talent, where you fit, and put you in the right place. It reminds me of kind of what Kansas City is. As far as Rasheed Rice, hey, Kadarius Tony, injury history. I mean, that's just the way it is. Sometimes chance meets opportunity. You get an opportunity to step up and be that guy. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what he can do in St. Joe.
1: I am as well. I'm excited to see all of these guys and, and just to see how ready they are. What stands? out? I'll tell you this. We talked. We talked about this before the show. When you get to training camp and you see these guys walking out of the dorms for the first time and walking down to the practice field, and you see Rasheed Rice carrying his helmet next to Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, you're gonna go, "Oh, that guy looks different." Yeah, an over... apple, an orange, and a Volkswagen. Which yeah. one's
2: different? <laughs> it will be uh, seriously when when people see Rasheed Rice in St. Joe. They are going to be like, oh, I, I understand why they took him. He I might get it now. scare
1: them. He's 6'1-204. Now, MVS is the tallest receiver. He's 6'4. Yeah. But MVS is wiry. Yeah, he's pretty, he's he's not, pretty lanky. He's not built like this no, guy.
2: He's not. He, you it, we were we were looking at a little bit of his film before we came on. Yep. And he he was playing against uh Cincy. And so he was matched up against Sauce. And he he was able to get Sauce over, over a couple times in that game. And you look at him and like Sauce is also that. He's six four. He's a little lanky, but you see him next to you know across from Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is built. So it's consensus he's the toughest. Was, if they were all going to fight, he'd win.
0: If there's a battle royale, he. Oh, that yeah he yeah. He, we probably, talking full size. That's Rasheed not Rice I'm not and, I'm not
2: fighting a dude that can that can squat five hundred. We talking
1: full size. I don't know what he was power. Rasheed. I don't know what he was power cleaning in that. His pa- yeah power clean. Woo. There were a lot of plates on the ball. There were a lot of, of plates. There. there was no room to
0: put more.
2: No, I'm not fighting to do that. Power clings, whatever the hell that was no. on that bar. So
1: we know he's the he's the toughest right now. No. Yeah, I mean, and you go back and look some look at some of his film, and you're going to see it. It's, a, it's pretty sloppy. He gets tangled up. Like the technique kind of falls apart at times. But in just in terms of how he is built, that's, I mean, it's his prototype size. This yeah. is what you want a wide receiver to an NFL wide receiver to look like. Now, is he going to play like one? We'll see. But this is how they're supposed to be built. Six, my, favorite one, two, thing four. About him,
0: my favorite thing about him was the ball in his hand. He's tough to bring down. Like, he 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 was tough to bring down. He's a tough dude. And that's what I like. You know, yards after catch, you get in the ball and boom. All
1: right. We're going to talk about Felix and Udike Uzama, the Chiefs' first-round pick, with his high school head coach, Eric Thomas, from Lee's Summit High School, coming up next here on 610 Sports Radio.
3: This is an NFL Draft Special with the Character Concerns podcast crew. Subscribe and download today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 610 Sports Radio.